the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Terry Reed, a director at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Scott Lane, president of SABSA. And we're here to assure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Scott, is there anything that you would agree with the Darwinist on? Well, Terry, actually there is. For instance? We agree that natural selection is an operative force in nature. We agree that variation occurs from one generation to another due mostly to variances in genetic coding which are pre-programmed into the organism's genome called alleles. We agree that mutations occur and cause more variations. We agree that there was a beginning to all existence and that there will be an end. I really get disturbed when I hear an evolutionist dismiss creation science as unscientific and ignorantly tell people that those people, referring to us, don't believe in mutations, survival of the fittest, variation, or any number of other scientific tenets which we wholeheartedly do. Uh, Yeah, that that sounds kind of like a strong man. Are there any other points of agreement? Something that the biblical creationists, the old earth creationists, and the Darwinists all agree on is that there was at least one ice age. Biblical creationists believe that there was just one. The old earth creationists and the Darwinists believe there were a number of ice ages. We also agree that the land masses of the earth were once collected into one super land mass that many call Pangaea. We differ on the mechanisms and the time it took for the current land masses to be formed by continental drift. It is funny that many of these people that believe in multiple ice ages, some of which they claim occurred before man existed, also are concerned about man-made climate change due to carbon emissions uh, from burning fossil fuels. Uh, Anybody see the Academy Awards last night? Oh, yeah, DiCaprio went nuts. (laughs) So if the climate is changing, what would make them think it is not just a repeat of what happened in the past? That's a good question. When we are told we should hit the panic button because of a one-quarter degree Fahrenheit increase in worldwide temperatures, my question is, why is the planet's climate so stable to start with? According to the Darwinists, the Earth had to be getting enough solar radiation to maintain liquid water for higher forms of life to evolve over billions of years without one solar flare that would have fried the entire planet. That is totally incredible and a testament to how stable and exceptional our sun is. In fact, our sun defies both the evolutionist ideas on stellar development as well as its stability. There's something called the faint sun paradox. If stars are evolving the way that they think they are, then our sun should have been much dimmer millions and billions of years ago and thus you would have had problems developing life with much colder climate. We also note from looking at the stars we see in the heavens 
that 75% of all the stars we see out there are what are called red dwarfs, which are extremely unstable. They have flares all the time that would kill life. They have the wrong type of light that we do not receive here. And because they're so much smaller and have less gravity, our Earth would have to be much closer to them and get into what's called tidal lock to where it would not revolve and you would have uh, only one side of the Earth pointed toward that star at all times. Our star is a main sequence yellow dwarf, and it's like no other yellow dwarf we have found chemically in the universe, and we can read those chemical signals by looking at their light, and it's amazingly stable even for yellow dwarfs. I find it much easier to believe what the Bible says in Genesis 8.22 when God promised as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvesting, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, so God is maintaining and protecting the planet and we should be grateful to him. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Terry Reed with Scott Lane. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Are there any other points of agreement? Actually, yes. I agree with the renowned atheist Richard Dawkins on at least one point, and that is that theistic evolution or even old earth creationism do not make sense. A plain reading of the Bible tells us that God created man and various kinds of plants and animals a few thousand years ago. So to believe otherwise, whether a person is acknowledging it or not, is compromising the Bible. Anything else? Something that we all agree on is life as we know it on this planet will not continue indefinitely. Materialists, that are those that believe that matter and energy are all that exists, have a number of scenarios for how man will end or even life on the planet will end. Uh, They say the Earth will be hit by an asteroid or comet. The Earth will be fried by a solar flare. The Earth will be destroyed when the sun goes nova. Uh, That we will be destroyed by climate change. Eventually, due due to the second law of thermodynamics, everything is winding down and the entire universe will suffer a heat death. That is pretty depressing. If that were true... Nothing really matters anyway. At some point, we will all be gone. According to the philosophical materialist, when we die, we will not have any awareness of ever having lived. If we did accomplish anything, we will not know it, and eventually no one will know it or benefit from it because we will all be gone. At that point, nothing anyone ever did will matter in the least. That is what I do not understand about people like Richard Dawkins, who are so radically atheistic that they b- believe they must convert all humanity to their, uh, to their way of thinking. If I really believe what they believe, I would not care what other people were taught in schools or believed, because as you know and as you said, nothing would matter anyway. But there's probably something called human pride involved in all this. Are there any other points of agreement? A Darwin exhibit at the American Museum of Natural History states, Before Darwin was born, most people in England accepted certain ideas about the natural world as given. Species were not linked in a single family tree. They were unconnected, unrelated, and unchanged since the moment of their creation. The earth itself was thought to be so young, perhaps only 6,000 years, that there would not have been time for species to change. In any case, people were not part of the natural world. Uh, In their mind, they were above it and outside of it. Is this a correct assessment? Well, actually, it's something of a straw man. And incidentally, a straw man is where one will make up 
his opponent's argument and usually give him a very weak argument that that person would not use and then not knock down the argument. While it is true that we at SABSA do take the position that the Earth is only a few thousand years old, we do not take the position that species are unconnected, unrelated, and unchanged. Uh, then where is the agreement? Creationists and Darwinists do agree that life varies. That is obvious. Unless brothers or sisters are identical twins, they are not clones of each other, and not even then. Sexual reproduction pro- pro- provides a lot of opportunity for variation. Plants and animals that are classified by modern-day scientists as different species can interbreed as long as they are of the same kind, which is the term the Bible uses and is probably closer to the family order of classification in science. And variation can be introduced through genetic mutations. But as we discussed before, genetic mutations overwhelmingly are either nearly neutral or bad, and they cause a loss of genetic information over time, which makes the species less fit. What about natural selection that we hear so much about? If a variation provides an advantage for survival in a particular environment, that plant, animal, or person may survive when others do not. And the trait may be passed on to the next generation. But what has never been observed is something becoming a different kind of plant or animal and completely changing body form. A long-haired dog that survives in a colder climate is still a dog. A white polar bear that is less visible in the snow is still a bear. A person living in Scandinavia with fair skin that can better absorb sun to make vitamin D is still a person. A person living near the equator with darker skin that is less susceptible to sunburn and skin cancer is still a person. So what we observe is entirely consistent with the Genesis account, which repeatedly states that plants and animals reproduce plants and animals of the same kind. Can you say any more how this fits in with what we know from the Bible? Adam and Eve would have each had genes for light skin and dark skin. So would Noah and his wife. So Adam and Eve, Noah and his wife, would have all have been medium brown or at least had the genetic makeup for medium brown and everything in between. Genesis 11 tells us how God separated people into different languages. So over time, some of these people groups ended up with darker skin and lighter skin because of the areas they moved to as, as groupings. But we are all still people, and there's no problem with all the people from different groups marrying each other and having children. Where we creationists and evolutionists differ is, as we talked about before, evolutionists will extrapolate these observations and conclude that so-called simple, single-celled organisms can evolve into all life on this planet. Again, this is not supported by observation. It's amazing that we both have the same world to observe, the same evidences to examine, and yet we and the Darwinists have completely different worldviews. We need to both accept the possibility of our judgment being skewed by our motives and by our emotions. Why is that so tough? Why, 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 do, why can we not look at, at objective evidences? Good question. Well, there's pride and rebellion involved. And in fact, that was our first problem in Eden. That's why we got kicked out of Eden, was because of rebellion. It's always been man's problem. Yeah, and uh, do you think we see a little bit of that today? A little bit. (laughs) uh, They're going to probably start redefining it as a Trumpism. 
<laughs> because you, you've got to get to the point to where we can get our own emotions out of the way before we can evaluate things. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. You can use our contact page or to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Also, go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will be treated to good Christian fellowship and creation apologetics teaching you will find nowhere else in Bear County. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website, and click on the KSLR podcast. Scroll down and find our show. Next Saturday, we will delve into the question of why do you think of all life was programmed to reproduce after its kind? As the Bible says 10 times in Genesis chapter 1. Find out on our next program. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, thanks for listening to Believing the Bible, and we hope you believe as well. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.